0: Hey, church, how you doing this morning? Come on, let's give God a great big hand. So excited to be here at Bridge City Church, North Braddock. And I just want to take this opportunity, everybody that's here, can we welcome all those joining us online today? Come on, let's give them a big hand. Thank you for being with us. So, so awesome. We've been praying for you. And wow, we have a great—we have a family, actually, the Faith and Family channel. All of our friends there, can we welcome them as well who will be watching this? So, so awesome. We see you, God sees you, we know you're there, and I'm just so amped to be with you here at Bridge City Church, North Braddock. Here we go. Hey, we're in a series right now entitled First Things first. First things first. And we launched this year with four concepts, four values that actually we believe as a leadership team, if we will put these four values into practice in 2023, we will have one of the most spiritually transforming years that we've ever experienced. How many of y'all would like that? I mean that with all my heart. So we're, we, this is what we're doing this year. We're, like, we want to be the first. We kick this all off with the first to repent. As a matter of fact, nobody here is going to out-repent me. Okay, you may think you can, but you, you will not. The next was we're going to pray first. We're going to stop and just pray first. The next one was I am going to be the first to forgive. How many of you are having a contest at your home? You're tally marking those forgivenesses. Come on. Yeah, today, listen, today is really all about the first to act in humility. Yeah. Can we get to a better one? No, listen, what would your home look like? What would, what would your marriage look like if you made it a contest of who was going to be humble the most? Would it change your home? What would your workplace look like if they had a contest at work that said, gonna, I'm going to be the first to act in humility? We're going to try to out-humble one another because we don't care who gets the credit. All we care about is, does God get the glory? Come on, somebody. See, see I believe with all my heart that we all long for meaningful, deep, healthy relationships. I believe introvert, extrovert, it does not matter. God created us to desire and want deep, healthy, wholesome relationship, and I believe that humility is a key to get there. So we believe here at Bridge City Church, we believe in relationships, and so we want to help you get to what you're longing for and what you want the most. It's healthy relationships. So here's the big idea. Here's the big idea. You ready for it? Here we go. Maintaining healthy relationships requires three, these three aspects of humility. It's an attribute of Jesus. It's an attitude that we need to have. And it's an action we need to take. This is the big idea here. So if we want healthy relationships in our lives that, that we believe we, it's, we, it comes from Jesus. It's the attribute of Jesus. Come on. It's an attitude that we need to have. And it's an action that we need to take. And we're going to help you unlock healthier, more wholesome relationships in your life. Because this is a key to your spiritual growth. This is a key to how we grow in Jesus. And we are all about helping you grow to be more like Jesus. How many of you are sitting beside somebody that needs to be more like Jesus? Come on, somebody. Just raise your hand. Again. I see a few hands out there. Very good. Very good. Come on, we all do. Come on. So here it is. Here's a quote for you. We must view humility as one of the most essential things that characterize true Christianity. Yeah, it's a character that we want to have. So we're going to jump right in here. Philippians chapter 2. Here we go. Philippians chapter 2. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Philippi here and it's all about humility about being his attribute and here he writes if there is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ any comfort from his love any fellowship together in the spirit are your hearts tender and compassionate then make me truly happy is there like did Jesus do anything in your life this is what the apostle paul is saying like has he done anything then I want you to make me happy. And he gives three ways to make make him happy here. He says, this is what you got to do. You have to agree wholeheartedly, love each other, and work together with one mind and purpose. So the apostle Paul says, hey, if you want to make me happy, if, if Jesus has done something in your life, agree wholeheartedly. I mean, we could probably stop there for a while. Actually, it's interesting, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 2, the apostle Paul, in the same letter, writes to two women, he says, if God has done anything in your life, just to, like, could you agree with one another and stop it with the disagreements? This is what he says. Actually, he, he speaks to this, two, what we call two chapters later. He didn't write them in chapters, but what we call two chapters later, he speaks to it and he said, if, if you belong in Christ, could you, like, stop disagreeing? wholeheartedly agree wholeheartedly do this thing here because the goal of our humility is to have a unity that God does something with okay let's keep going verse three don't be don't be yeah don't try to impress others be be what Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out for only your interests, but take an interest in others too. Yeah. Come on now. Humble. That's why I'm going to give you a definition. It's lowliness of mind. Yeah, it's an inside-out virtue produced by comparing ourselves to the Lord, not to one another. See, we compare to one another. As a matter of fact, we look around the room and we are so confident God grades on the curve. And if God really does grade on the curve, all you need to do is find a couple people doing worse off than you, and you win. Really, that's what we do. We we think, well, God's gonna grade on the curve. And there's a couple people here, I know them. They ain't doing it, so I'm good. Because he's gonna take out the bottom and I'm gonna be right there in the middle. No, see, we compare ourselves to the Lord, and and, and we live in complete dependence on God with no reliance on the flesh. I'm not going to depend on me. This is the attribute that we have here. I'm going to think about others as better than me here. See, we, we live in a culture that's filled with anxiety, fear, and depression right now. And I just wonder if one of the reasons why is this is because we're, we're, we're striving for and we're trying so hard to, to make ourselves look good to other people and make ourselves great. And it's keeping us from what we need the most. See, we're talking about humility, being lowly of mind. And right now in this room, there's many people here that are saying, I'm, I'm pretty humble. As a matter of fact, I'm the most humble person I know. As a matter of fact, there's some people in the room right now, you are, so, you are so humble, you're arrogant about it. It's like, yeah, I am humble. Just ask me. I'll tell you about it. As a matter of fact, if you're not sure that I'm humble, I have an Instagram full of pictures to prove it. And that's, that, that's really, see, we don't think we need it, but what we really are longing for is a connection. And let me just give you a definition of arrogance. Arrogance is, tell, is saying to other people, I have no need of you. So many of us, we just, we don't say that, but we live a life that screams, you can't help me, you have nothing to offer. Rather than in humility, you have something to offer me, and I need the best of you to be the best of me. Well, let me try to illustrate it to you this way. Now I've I've just for the record, I've never read a dating profile. I'm not against, I just said I've never have. But I can imagine that there isn't one like this. I'm looking for a way to be more humble. I am filled with myself, and I'm filled with arrogance, and I'm looking for somebody to help bring me down to earth. All applicants that want to help me live a humble and and, and selfless life, please reply. Would Would that be a good one? Because after all, we get married, and my wife's in the front row here, because You complete me. I can't live without you. Right? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend the rest of my life living for you. And then this amazing thing happens in marriage. Two weeks in comes. And it usually takes about two weeks. And it's like, man, they got problems. I don't know if they ever realized how many problems they had, but it's my goal in life is to show them all their problems. My wife just said, yes. <laughs> come on, am I speaking to the right people here? Come on, no, 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 no. We, we commit to, we watch people make, come on, I'm going to live for you and love for you and die for you. And my wife, we have this deal in, in marriage. We, like when it comes time to sacrifice for one another, We have a contest. We like, hey, I was I was Jesus last time. I died first last time. How about you be Jesus this time? And if you be Jesus this time, we will really get along good. But no, it's about dying to myself. How about this one? In 40 years of being a part of this church, nobody has ever come to me as the pastor and said, Pastor, I want to be a part of this church. I love this church, but I'm just telling you, I have a concern. Well, a lot of people have said that, but it's a different concern. I have a concern that this church is not going to provide enough opportunities for me to die to myself, give up my selfish ways, and serve others. Nobody's ever come to me with that one. Pastor, if you don't make my life more inconvenient, I'm going to find another church. No, really, like, like, Pastor, I want to learn humility. I want to learn what it means to be like Jesus. And really what they're saying is, I want you to do all the work. You study, you preach, and if I like it, I'll stay. But nobody ever says, I want to give of myself, serve, and, and sacrifice to become more like Jesus. See, I'm trying to bring it home for you because it's easy to think that humility is an abstract theory rather than a concrete action. And it's an, it's an attribute of Jesus here. That's really what this is. It's a healthy care for other people. See, I, I, and I'm convinced that, that when I get beyond myself and care for other people, I don't have so many problems. It's one of the reasons why this year, it's been a while since I've God really has broken my heart in, 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 in a mission field, and I said, you know, I need to find a place to go where God can break my heart. I really do. I'm being honest. I need that in my life so that I can be more like Jesus. And we all need that in our lives. And so that's just only one of the reasons why God created his church. So we can get to the end of ourselves. And we can rely on him. And it doesn't become all about me. It doesn't become all about what I want and how I want it. It really becomes about demonstrating the heart of Jesus because that's really, really what I want. I need an attitude that, res- that, that resembles him. And so the second attribute is attitude, and it's in Philippians 2 verse 5. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. And an attitude is an inner perspective that shows itself in a corresponding outward behavior. So when I have an attitude, it's what's shown to other people here. And, and, and we need to have the same one that Jesus had. So what kind did, did, did Jesus have? In Matthew 20, 28, in red letters, Jesus' words, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life a ransom for many. Red letters. This is red letters of Jesus. This is what we do. We demonstrate our hearts here. Matthew 23, verse 11, the greatest among you must be a servant, but those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. How many of you still dream about being great? No, for, this is Many people here, I mean, we're just just believing God to get up to average. Again, God grades on the curve. In some people's minds, no, I want to be great in the kingdom. And if I want to be great in the kingdom of God, I got to learn how to to bury myself and live for other people. Tell me if this attitude wouldn't dramatically affect your home. If we just said 2023, I'm going to be the most humble person I can. Would it f- affect your, pl- your home or not? Would it affect your workplace? Would it affect the team that you serve with here at the church? Would, would it affect every organization that you're a part of in your whole life? If everybody said, I'm gonna do this, I wanna be the most humble and I'm gonna be first at doing it. Regardless of what anybody else does, this is what I wanna do first. See, first things first. First. I wanna be the first to repent. And so if there's, an any, if there's ever an opportunity to repent at this church, I'm gonna be the first. If there's ever an opportunity in a friendship to, to, to be first, I'm gonna pray first. When I have a need, I'm gonna to go to a friend first. Pray. Let's pray first. Let's call one another for those 60-second prayers. Then we're gonna forgive first. And then I'm gonna be humble first. I'm gonna say that I need each, we need each other first. This is an attitude that we got to have here. This, um, this just happened, uh, like, really just about uh, 10 days ago. Uh, my, my wife really wanted um, a, a couch in, in our, for our home, a couch in love and we needed one desperately, and I'm the first one to admit we did. But I'll be honest, I, didn't want, I wanted one, but I didn't want to have to, like, spend money for it. How many of y'all... Like, and so what was important to her was very important to me. But I just, and, and, and it was important to her, and it was a valid thing. And we talked about it. And it was valid. We, we really wanted this. And so, so as we, the more we talked about it, we agreed this is what we want to do wholeheartedly. And we had unity, and we went out, and we got the couch. And I'm going to be honest, and then they delivered it, and then I had to, I had to, I had to open the box get it out, and I had to make room for it. And then the most amazing thing happened. We put it all together, plugged it in, and I sat in it. And it was movie night, Friday night. And I sat in it, and it was so comfortable and so good. Do you know what I said to myself? This was the best decision I ever made. That's what I said to myself. Mm Mm-hmm, so glad I did this. What I'm trying to tell you is, is when we truly will act in humility, and I'm not saying just give in. What I'm trying to say is you work together and you feel the tension in life, but you take the second seat, not the first one. What happens in the long run is you'll be better off. But a lot of times we can't see that because we get wrapped up in what we want and how we want it. So in the same breath, any relationship, any relationship, any friendship, any marriage, anywhere you go, any group, you put a small group together, any group or any any relationship that one person gets their way all the time, it's a relationship that's headed for disaster. So I'm not saying just give in, and I'm not saying just do whatever the other person wants all the time. What I'm saying is you have to wrestle through. In life, as a church staff, we have to wrestle through what we want and how we want it. But it's, it's not about what I want and you want. It's about what God wants. And what God wants for all of us is to be more like Jesus at the end of the day. That's the attitude that we're talking about here. This is it. And I really do need to be... So it's not... Listen, it's not about emptying myself. It's about getting full of Jesus. It's not about me emptying myself. That that really is humanism. There's, There's world religions that are false gospels, false doctrines that teach just get empty of yourself. Our goal isn't to be empty of ourselves. Our goal is to be full of Jesus. Because when Jesus takes the place in my heart and in my life, then we find life. Then we find wholeness. I just got to get me out of the way so Jesus can fill me up. Is this helping you today? Come on, is this this helping you? Because I'm telling you, this can unlock so much for you. It really, really, really could. And so we we got these things coming up called called connection groups. And we got groups here. And, and, And next week, you're going to be able to sign up for one. If you don't want to wait till next week, you can go online and sign up for yours right now. There's a code has all, I think we have 49 or 50, 50 groups all across Pittsburgh here. You can, I know we got one for you, but out of all the list of groups, I'm going to warn you, if you go looking for this one, you're not going to find it. It's called a humility group. There's only going to be one chair and nobody will take it. It's going to be a group where we listen to one another, but everybody's afraid to talk. No, no, like, but, but I want you in a group because what we all long for is relationships because they're the key to our growth in Christ. But I got to go to the group, not just to get my needs met, but to help other people. Because sometimes I need the group and sometimes the group needs me. But we need a group. We need something that goes beyond. But it's a great opportunity to learn humility. Do you know what I'm trying to do this year? I really, really am trying. There's a couple of things. And I'm trying to listen better. I'm being honest. I'm trying to listen. And I'm trying not to always formulate what I want to say while the other person's talking. And this is, a, this is a weakness of mine. And I'm really, really trying to do this. Because I know for me to be more like Jesus, I have to listen to other people and learn so that I can love them. But if I would spend half as much time listening rather than formulating my statement, I would learn so much and I could be more like Jesus. So what I'm really saying to other people is I value people and you have something to add, my, add to my life. That's really what I'm trying to do, and that's what this whole series has been all about. I want to be first things first. This is what I want to demonstrate. This is what I want to do here, but I need to do it myself here. This is what I need to do. In 1 Peter 5, 1 Peter 5, in the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders, and all of you dress yourselves Clothe yourselves. And really what that means is tie a knot around yourself. That means tie a knot around to, to, to these things. Clothe yourself. Secure yourself to these things here. Dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. For God opposes the proud. And this means God doesn't just tolerate. That means God vehemently opposes. He stands against the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. So really what grace means here, grace means he's going to give you favor. That means that you, when you humble yourself, God leans in. Now this, that's really what it means. He leans in. How would you like God to lean into your life? But see, a lot of us, we make the mistake of praying, God, make me humble. Well, that's a dangerous prayer. You don't want that one. And really, it's not even biblical. Because the Bible over and over says, humble yourself and God will show up. That's really what it means. You humble yourself and God will go, He'll lean in. He'll lean into you. He'll say, I want to see this, and it's where God begins to lift you up, and we don't have to lift ourselves up or to impress others or to show others how great we are. What we get to do is we get to demonstrate the greatness of God. This is where we want to live, isn't it? When I'm not dependent all solely on me, but I'm dependent on on Jesus and what he does, and so I choose to humble myself. I choose to worship the Lord. I choose to forgive, I choose to repent, I choose to pray first. These values, I'm telling you, if we put these four values into play this calendar year, you will experience more spiritual transformation than any other year you've ever experienced. But what we have to do is choose to put them in. They're not just going to pop out of heaven. Like, there's not a prayer, I nor Pastor John can pray for you, God humble them. That's that's a whole different doctrine and teaching, that I'm not not trying to go there. What I'm trying to say is, when we humble ourselves and look to other people in our lives and say, I need you, I need what you have in your life, I need your prayer, I need your support, you have something to offer me, great things happen. God says, I'm going to not only lean in, but I'm going to lift you up. We sang a song this morning about God turning around. And really what we're really saying is, God, I'm going to humble myself and I'm not going to depend on me. You're going to, you're going to do this spiritual change. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to praise and honor and worship you. That's the place he wants us to live and it's a humble place. It's a beautiful place. It's an awesome place here. So I humble myself. I clothe myself here. Here's another quote for you. Nothing sets a Christian out of the devil's reach than humility. How many of you would like to be out of the devil's reach? How many of you are tired of carrying that big sign on your back that says, kick me hard? Come on, you tired of that sign? Humility is the key. I'm going to be humble before God. I'm going to pray first. I'm going to be humble before God. Nobody is going to outrepent me. I'm going to be humble before God. Nobody is going to outforgive me. I'm not going to keep tally marks, because that's my problem. To be honest, my problem is is I'm really good at keeping track. I'm really good. As a matter of fact, I, my personality—I can say, ah, it doesn't matter. Oh, it's okay. Oh, don't worry about it. But I am really good at keeping track in my mind. Is anybody here like me? And then it only takes a matter of time when I'm the one dying to myself all the time. I'm the one doing this all the time. I'm the one that always gives up and you know brings snacks to group. Right? Nobody else will do it. Look how humble I am. We keep track. And those are the times that what we normally do is we, we keep track and something will hit that button and we'll explode. It's only a matter of time. And the people that I have seen over years in the ministry that say, I don't have any problem with forgiveness. I don't have any problems with humility. Those people that say it that the most are the ones that are the most hypersensitive and have the most issues. That's been my 40 years of experience in the ministry. I'm just trying to help you. What I'm trying to say is we all have another step to go in our humility. Am I right? We all have another ways to go here. So maintaining healthy relationships requires these three aspects of humility. An attribute that we belong to Jesus. It's an attitude that we hold, hold on to, and it's an action that we demonstrate. What was the action that Jesus took here? Let's go back to Philippians 2, verse 7. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges, took the humble position of a slave, and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross." The way to the cross was deliberate and submissive. The ways to humility, if we want to be like Jesus, needs to be deliberate and submissive. Submissive to God. I want to prefer one another. I want to, That's where I want to live here. Jesus did all this so other people could be better, not so that he could feel better about himself. He was in heaven already. Are you with me? So many times we're doing things so that we feel better about ourselves rather than I I just want to please God and I want to be full of Jesus because then I feel better about me When 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 I have him, when I'm submitted to him, when I'm holding fast to him. That's it. There's this thing we always say, and, um, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to try to here. We say to one another, we say, how you doing? And, and, and a lot of times, like, like I've, I've learned from actually it's the oldest member of our church. He always says the words excellent. So I, say, I'm, I started years ago. Anytime somebody asks me how I'm doing, I say, excellent. And people are like, whoa, whoa, how'd you get there? Let me tell you. But there's this other way that we can say it: "How you doing?" And it's better than I deserve. It reframes our whole mindset that no matter what I'm going through, I'm doing way better than what I deserve. Because what I deserved was hell. What I deserved was all those emptiness and destruction. But what I get is Jesus. See, see, this is a mindset. So when, so when I say, how you doing, you're going to say, better than I deserve. So how you doing? No, how you really doing? Doesn't that feel good? Now, don't you feel Many of you right now, you're smiling. You haven't smiled at me yet. You're smiling right now. There's people online. You even smiled back at the kid. Hey, I see that. Because it's a frame of mind. It's an action that, that, that when your mouth, because the power of life and death are in the tongue, and we need to confess it sometimes. And when we do, it reframes our life. To, I'm doing better than I deserve, and I'm not here to keep track of all the stuff in our lives. I'm here to die to myself. That's what I want to do here. I, I want to be deliberate, and I want to be submissive, and that's where I want to go here. Because humility feels abstract, but it's really quite concrete. So I'm going to help you right now. How many of y'all want some help? I want to help you right now. I'm going to give you four ways that you can act and demonstrate humility. Because up to this point, it's like it's still a kind of abstract, it's kind of a feeling, Right? So here's this is what I've been trying to do. Actually, um, it's been about six weeks now. I've been actively putting this uh, in my life, and it has helped me so, so very much. Action steps to humility. Number one, I want to be curious. I want to ask questions. I want to ask questions. I want to ask more questions. I want to try to listen more than I talk. And I want to ask qualifying questions and, and, and be curious. Like, why do you think that way, or how did you find that out? Or how did you get there? When we, demo, when we start asking one another questions, it, it it values people. It values one another. My wife and I, we still do this, we still do this thing, like we'll be driving along and if we get kind of quiet in our conversation, if we're together for a while, we'll say, tell me something, tell me something I, I don't know about you. And after 33 years of marriage, just like, it, it's like, oh my goodness, what don't you know? But you know what happens every single time? We find something that we, we haven't shared every single time. We'll find something it's just demonstrating care and curious. I want to ask a question. The next one, oh, Jesus, help me with this one. Oh, God, I need help. I need to believe the best for the best and in the best. I'm trying really hard with this one. I'm trying to believe for the best in people. I really, really am. And even, and I'm going to be honest with you, I shared this story about the uh, the, us getting a couch. And early on in our conversations a while ago, I'll be honest, it was like, I'm, I'm, this is me. It wasn't Natalie's fault. She had a valid thing to say, and there was really real reasons we needed that. But what I was saying is inside my heart, I was like, well, I just don't want to do that. I just don't want this. Rather than, and, and rather than being curious and saying, well, but what is in your heart? What is in your heart? What's what's really in your heart that I... And then believe the best in everybody else's actions. How would your life change if you show up to a group in two weeks from now, and you said, I'm going to this group, and I'm going to believe the best, in the best, for the best, for everybody in this group? Wouldn't that change your heart? It changed mine, because I had an issue. These... So I'm gonna stop and hear everything and stop, and even when people, when I don't understand, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna believe the best in the best for the best. Then the last thing is I'm gonna have compassion and concern. And I'll be honest with you, I do not score high when it comes to compassion. My natural my natural part of Rick is not compassionate, but I'm trying to demonstrate more compassion and concern because. I need what others have to say. No matter if I'm confronted at work or at a group, I need that. And the posture is, is what if I heard what everybody else said as if they had my best in mind rather than they're out to get me. They're out to put me down. They're out to make my life more difficult. And after you do these three things, then begin to share your life. Because now your life has something valuable to share. I believe these can help us demonstrate humility. I believe these are four actions that are obtainable and you can do in your heart. How many of y'all believe you can do those? How many of y'all I'm sorry, God help us? Help that should be our prayer. God help me do these four things. Help me do these four things this week. Let me find somebody that I can demonstrate these things to. If you don't have anybody to demonstrate, just just go to the local store and hang out long enough. Find somebody. No, I'm telling you, it'll change you from the inside out. And we'll begin to demonstrate Jesus and not try to give all the right answers before we ask the right questions. And if there's any indictment against Jesus' church right now is we're trying to give all the right answers, but we're not asking the right questions. Just stand to your feet with me. Hey, um, unity has a purpose. Unity is not unity so that we can say that we have unity, but it's so that we can accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. That's that's unity. Like we can do what God wants us to do. And we're asking you. We're asking, I'm asking everybody in this group and everybody online, if you're you're even here right now and you're not sure this is your church and this is your place, I just want to tell you, you found your people, you found your place. You found it, welcome home. You found it, this is it. And and the way that we care is through groups. Is I want to get you to group, I got to get you into a group. Because that's the way We grow. And if you use that QR code, and, 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 and it'll give you a list of all the groups. You can find one. And next week, you'll be able to sign up for one. This is what I want for you. I want you to become more like Jesus and be spiritually transformed more than anything else. And this is a way to do it. How many of y'all think you might just get yourself in a group next week? Come on. Anybody with me? Y'all going to get in a group next? Come on. That's right. Come on. You know, one of the most humble things that we said Jesus ever did was he left heaven to come to earth for you and me. So that now when somebody asks me, how you doing? And that's because what Jesus Christ has done. The first step to demonstrating humility is to act in humility and say, I can't earn my way to heaven. Christianity is the only world religion that you cannot earn your way to heaven. It's a free gift given to you by what Jesus Christ has done on the cross. This is a big separator. This is the separator, I'm telling you. And above anything else, I wanna make sure that you've received the gift of eternal life. Where we say, Jesus Christ, be the forgiver of my past and the leader to my future. If you don't have a day, a moment, or time when you did that, today is your day. This is your time. And this is the best gift I could ever offer you. But you got to receive it through humility and saying, I can't earn it. I can't be good enough. I can't do anything. I need other people. First and foremost, Jesus Christ. So, Father God, everybody in this room right now, Lord God, that's far from you, Lord God, everybody here that's struggling in some way, just trying to figure out who you are. God, I pray right now by the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of the cross, that they would have a real encounter with you, God. And I pray that today would be the day that they find forgiveness and that they find a leader, that they find the power of Jesus Christ. God, open our eyes and minds and hearts to receive. If you're here in this moment right now, right here, and you don't have a day, a moment, or a time where Jesus Christ became the forgiver of your past and leader to your future, I want to offer you today, but you're going to have to humble yourself and receive it. And if that's you right now, I just want you to do something really simple but so brave and just lift up your hand right where you are and just say, Pastor, that's me right now. Anybody in the house today just, man, that's me. That's me. I got to receive it. I got to have this free gift. Anybody here today? Anybody at all? Thank you, Jesus. Lord God. Lord God, I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that next week, there's, this room is going to be so full of people, Lord God, that meet you for the first time. Lord God, I pray, Father, that you are going to help us be a humble people that will help people lead people to the humble Jesus, to see people's lives changed and transformed. God, help us, Lord God, help us, Father, demonstrate true humility this week to one another in the name of...